0: Welcome back to Unless You Ask with me, Kevin Chung. With me today, a former coworker, content creator, and my first guest who I've seen jump into a pool during a Zoom meeting, Joe Friedman. Welcome to the show, Joe.
1: Hey, Kevin, great to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, that was quite a a dive on the Zoom. (laughs) Great memory. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, Well, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious how uh, you and I met, but for the people who are listening who maybe haven't met you, uh, how would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so
1: Kevin and I, we met at work, obviously. Interestingly enough, I think that we spoke for the first time, like really got to speak after, I could be wrong, but I think that it was after that Joe Loves Ice Cream screening in the gym, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, which
1: was so nice of you to come to. That was such a funny kind of surprising moment that Spencer set that up, another coworker of ours on the marketing yeah. team. What's up? Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, you were just very kind to come to that, and we talked for a while after that, and I feel like we also connected a lot during COVID because
0: we have mutual friends. Yes. Emily Wilson. Yes, a, a listener, uh, at least to some episodes. Hopefully Hopefully I too. make the cut. Yes, yes, we'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> she gets a shout out. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, I, I didn't really know uh, Joe too much, but you know, there's like little fun facts whenever someone joins the company and his was about ice cream. And then, uh, like, like he alluded to, there was a, uh, a screening during work hours of some, a, a video series that he produced. So, uh, not to put the cart too far in front of the horse, what, uh, what topic are you, uh, bringing to the show today? So today we are talking ice cream and the community that ice
1: cream can build, I think. Uh, (laughs) It's a very special thing to me. It's a great food. Obviously not the healthiest in the food pyramid, if you will, but I think it's very special and I'm excited to talk to you about it.
0: Yes, I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, Joe is uh, intertwined very tightly with with ice cream uh, and I think there's, there's probably no better expert on the topic, uh, than him to bring onto the pod. So, you know, something that everyone's had some experience with probably unless you're lactose intolerant, maybe. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, uh, we're here to talk about ice cream, which I am very excited about. I, in fact, I was telling Joe had a scoop earlier today. When, when was the last time you had ice cream, Joe? You know, I took a bite of ice cream
1: earlier this afternoon I keep pints in my freezer obviously like a lot of people I'm sure and I don't know if I would count that as a full ice cream eating but I want to be honest and say that I did sneak a bite today (laughs) for sure
0: yes it's a daily thing it really Um, is (laughs) (laughs) so yes ice cream um so how how did you kind of start getting uh into ice cream. I think everyone tries it when they're, when they're young, but what, when did you know, like, this is something that's more than just like a, a snack for me. This is like a, this is part of, part of what I want to be about.
1: Yeah. I love this question so much. It is kind of fun. My ice cream origin story, if you will. Um, (laughs) so my parents actually split up when I was pretty young, like seven and my school had this incredible program that to boil it down was essentially group therapy for kids who were going through separation, parent whose parents are getting separated, divorced, maybe you've lost a parent, but it was masked as an ice cream social. It was called banana splits and (laughs) it was a weekly session during lunch and all of my friends with, you know, parents who were married, they, uh, they didn't get to go to this, but I was like, yeah, "Yeah, we're eating ice cream today for lunch. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, (laughs) So, you know, we would kind of just talk and eat our favorite ice creams. All of our parents would bring in the ice cream for us to have that day. Um, And I think that that was kind of this early recognition that ice cream is this very special support system, whether you're celebrating something special or you're going through something hard. And then I think at a higher level, when I really dove into it was during college in Chicago I started this show and we were like trying to find a way to get anybody to come to this house show and Mm -hmm. I threw out the idea oh you know maybe if we give people free ice cream when they come to the show that might be a fun way to do it. We called the show The Ice Cream Joint. It was a really good time and um, it was kind of a staple of the show. You got free ice cream and people would bring their own ice cream sometimes and it just struck me as this incredible community builder and I just was kind of blown away. And I started making some myself and really got down this rabbit hole of what a supportive and friendly culture ice cream seems to drive sometimes.
0: Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. I, uh, I'm so curious. It sounds like that program uh, that started you off on this journey really had a strong, positive impact. I hope that it's still uh, bringing people together like that. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, I think it's still around. It's like a, it, it's, it still exists to the
1: best of my knowledge, but it's yeah. kind of like each school kind of makes of it what they will. You know, it seems like
0: such a great idea. I'm
1: shocked that it's not super well known, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah, it's fun times. The
0: what, if you don't mind me asking, what, what was your show in college that you were trying to attract people to? So
1: it was like, a, it was a live. Comedy show and cool. We would have uh, different stand-up comedians, also kind of like sketch character work, and we nice. would have musicians. We also had a lot of variety acts as well. Like we had a contortionist come one week, magicians, Wow. Um, just like kind of random things. The whole idea was really to give the audience a very unique experience each week. There was always an audience participation game as well, where the audience member or audience members would volunteer to compete for a um well i'm a little bit nervous to say it because tbt (laughs) might be listening but uh um we're gonna bleep it it out okay if you don't want to add this part you don't have to of course um they were competing for a bag of like junk basically you know like it might be a receipt um you know wrappers, whatever and then um, a joint, so like you had ice cream and you had joint, and so like, right. people were very excited to, you know, just hop up and and it wasn't it was like very fun games like maybe you had to do five impressions in one sentence or oh, cool. you know just like goofy things like that and uh, it was a fun way to get everybody involved too you know not just I'm here to see my friend oh maybe I might get to win something and get to stand on stage for a little while which was pretty cool too
0: yeah nice. Um, that's awesome yeah a real uh you're you're not only are you uh tapping into the ice cream community but you're trying to bring t- people together that are like making stuff uh that that's awesome thanks so much Yeah, it was so fun yeah um okay so uh you get interested in ice cream at a very young age you kind of like you said go down the rabbit hole you even start making some yourself so what uh in in that process what uh how how many people do you take with you on the journey, I guess? Is this like a, something you keep private or is it kind of like everyone knows that Joe is the ice cream guy?
1: Oh, interesting. So do you mean in terms of making it or are you talking about like my personality amongst friends and people that I meet?
0: Like your personality amongst friends, people that you meet, is it something you always bring up or is it like, you know, this is kind of my personal thing. It's just, I'm just the ice cream guy to, to myself and it's just about my relationship with it. It's a great question. So I think that I'm not somebody who's going to kind of
1: jam it into a conversation necessarily, but it, you know, between it being my Instagram handle and yeah. running <laughs> that show and then filming Jolo's ice cream and uh, then the ice cream year that was just eating ice cream every day and documenting it. It was kind of like super size me, but for a year, uh, yeah. <laughs> equally bad, I think, uh, but very fun. Uh, so it's something that kind of just comes up pretty organically a lot of the time if I'm meeting somebody new. And I also, interestingly enough, meet a lot of people because of that, you know what I mean? Like I'll get connected to somebody because they'll say, oh, this person really loves ice cream too. They make ice cream as well. You two should definitely meet. And I'm always going to jump on that, at least for a quick conversation. You know, it's like, I'd love to hear how somebody else came to this kind of I guess it's not, everybody loves ice cream, so that's not unique, but mm-hmm. people who make it, it's like, it sure. is kind of fun to just hear about their operation, how much they're making, what they like to make. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you uh, like met any close friends or like developed any uh, like new like relationships, acquaintances via ice cream? Definitely. So when I was in Chicago,
1: um, there was a shop that was opening up called Pretty Cool Ice Cream. It's amazing. The person who created it, her name is Dana Cree. She's like one of the best pastry chefs in the country. She makes incredible ice cream. And I had just done this program at University of Wisconsin. It was like a weekend-long course just called Ice Cream Retailing, how to successfully oh, open an ice cream shop. It seemed pretty interesting. You get to also make ice cream at their facility, which is really cool, see how they make it at a more commercial level than just in mm-hmm. your apartment. And so I saw that she was opening the shop and I went in and I was like, I'm a huge fan of the restaurants you've worked at, huge fan of your book. I'd love to work here in any capacity. And she brought me on and it was just this incredible, some people might call it like a stage or kind of like a mentorship where yeah. she would just answer all my questions about ice cream. She showed me how she was making her recipes at a more commercial level than just what she shows in the cookbook, which is great. And she actually turned me on to this Penn State ice cream short course, which is kind of the bread and butter, end all be all of these ice cream programs. It's a week long at State College, Pennsylvania. And there's 150 people, 150 seats in the program. And it fills up in like five minutes. And so you kind of have to jump on it. I didn't get in the first year that I tried. So that's why I went to Wisconsin and she helped me get into 2019 and she would like tell me about all these different ice cream places. I told her I was going to New York to try some ice cream shops. She's like, where are you going to go? And at the time I named a couple of places. She's like, "Mm, you should go to these (laughs) places. And, um, and then when I went to the Penn state program, I met my friend, Hallie Meyer, who owns cafe
0: Pano right around the corner from TPT. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of them? Out of it was good. Yeah, it was very good. I, yeah, I, I went there multiple times. When the <laughs> yeah, office, I love
1: that place.
0: And yeah. they
1: make their ice cream. The ice cream you're eating at Cafe Pano was made either that day or maybe the day before. And yeah. I love that so much. It's something that you're just not going to get in a pint or even a lot of scoop shops around here. Like, that's not the yeah. case at Van Leeuwen, not the case at Ample Hills. So right. it's a very cool layer there. And um, definitely a lot of other ice cream people as well, but those are two kind of notable ones that I yeah. really love to share because they're just such inspiring ice cream makers to me.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, what you've just, uh, the story you just told really uh, communicates clearly that ice cream for you is not really just like a hobby thing that you're just eating. You're really in the community. <laughs> you're, you're really deep in the academia of it, which I didn't even realize existed. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I think that a lot of people don't realize it. It is this very kind of niche world. And yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of like, ice cream school? What? Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, like, is
0: that a real thing? Like, you got you got some th- credentials from ice cream
1: school? I think they, like, actually think that I went to college to study ice yeah. cream. And it's like, no, it was only a week. It was only a week. Please. Um, oh, I'm amazing. not that that crazy about it. But
0: <laughs> it is very fun. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I guess when you think about uh, what the the communities that ice cream has opened up for you, are there, uh, are there other, you mentioned that um, the the woman that you worked under also did pastries. Are there other desserts that you've kind of like branched out into? Like, have you gotten at all tired of eating ice cream? (laughs) I think that's probably the first question that a lot of people ask me (laughs) as we
1: dig a little bit deeper in ice cream. And I don't know if it's that I get tired of ice cream as much as maybe, like, self conscious almost. You okay. know, it, it's it's. I I feel as though, it, just a small example. This is a bit extreme, but, I think his name is Jason Alexander, the guy who played George Costanza yes. on Seinfeld. Have you ever seen? Yeah, and yep. I'm sure you've seen Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it, it's one of these things where it's like I do really enjoy it, but it is an interesting thing where it does almost feel a little bit intertwined with my identity and I don't always feel amazing about that I guess like I love it very much and it's a very cool thing for me but it is kind of an internal struggle with me where it's like oh is this is this my whole bag or Mm. are there other things that i'm excited about not even necessarily desserts but other areas i do feel very passionate about ice cream i could eat it every day for sure uh not lactose intolerant but i do have acid reflux so i do have to be a little bit careful but um yeah i think that like i guess maybe from an identity standpoint but never from an eating standpoint if that makes any (laughs) sense
0: yeah that totally makes sense so you're not you're not cheating on ice cream with like cookies or brownies necessarily, but you are thinking about how, uh, as far as your like creative career or just like you know your day to day, just your your weight the way that you connect with people, you you don't exactly. want ice cream to become a uh, a crutch or like a, a barrier to you uh, exploring other avenues for for yourself.
1: Definitely, yeah, and I you know I have some friends that are also kind of in this like food content creator community where Mm -hmm. they kind of specialized in, you know, maybe it was cheese or, you know, making homebrew beer, things like that, where, you know, it does kind of become this focus point where it's like, can I just be in this one lane or do I need to expand and grow and learn a little bit more about other desserts, other foods, you know, and I think it's definitely something I'm interested in. It is, it's a big undertaking though, right? Because everybody who makes all these things are so talented at it. And obviously you have to, you have to start somewhere with everything. So I guess it's just a little bit intimidating at the same time to, to be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to broaden my horizons. And then like, oh, I don't know anything about this. Whoa, this is so in depth here. You know, people love their cookies or brownies or cakes (laughs) and it's wild.
0: (laughs) Do you do you have aspirations to take ice cream further as like a career like you after going to the getting the certifications getting the more knowledge about how it's made has it ever crossed your mind that like this this is something maybe that I want to like open my own shop someday or like I want to you know work you know in in the ice cream world Definitely I think that it has been
1: one of these kind of push-and-pull type of feelings for me where it seems like a very viable route in the sense of I have this knowledge about it. I've worked, you know, at Pretty Cool Ice Cream. I helped out at Cafe Pana as well. And I'm very interested in it. It is this kind of all-encompassing commitment, though, once you take that step, once you go that way. If you are to open your own shop, like Dana and Hallie, just as two examples, they are both so relentlessly committed to their shops and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of still in this territory where I would really like to break out more into like content creation and you know uh, like making TV or writing for TV, film, anything like that as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of going alongside both paths. It is something that I consider, I think probably a little bit later in life perhaps when I've kind of exhausted the content creation side, really kind of given that the full try, if you will, and kind of going from there. But I think it's always something that's on the back of my mind because it is in the sense of building a community. That's a very exciting thing to me. And there was a time where I was also thinking about getting a shop that could be big enough that could kind of be like coffee shop, ice cream shop, and space to have shows in the evening or something like that which would yeah. be really cool like kind of a small intimate venue obviously that'd be very hard to pull off in a place like brooklyn or new york yeah but you know there's it's a big country big world you know yeah. so
0: <laughs> a lot of places for that definitely yeah that that sounds awesome um but that m- makes a lot of sense it is a huge commitment to try to uh work in in food services especially like you know in a place like new york or something like that And COVID really
1: freaked me out too, not to get on all that, but like, that just seems like that, that could
0: happen at any time and not, I mean, hopefully not, but. Right. It's, but it does make you think that that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, Joe, I think we have a lot of background and, uh, good insights into your ice cream upbringing. And uh, I think now, why don't we take a short break and then we'll come back and we'll dive a little deeper into uh, what makes a good scoop. Sounds great. Awesome. All right. Ice
1: cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Joe loves ice cream. Ice cream. I-, I love ice cream. Ice cream. Joe-, Joe loves
0: ice cream. ice cream. All right, welcome back. We are back with Joe talking about some ice cream and uh, took a little break. Uh, yeah, Joe, so you've mentioned this uh, a couple times, but I wanted to ask about your video series, Joe Loves Ice Cream. What led to you, uh, creating this, this series?
1: For sure. So at the beginning of 2018, we had a new year's Eve show for the ice cream joint. And as a joke promotion, I said, you know, if we sell out the show, I'll eat ice cream every day for a year and document it. And it was a total joke, you know, I, like it, it was kind of like a New Year's resolution that you could very easily pull off. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is kind of the first time that I ever got DMs on Instagram. People were like, are you serious? Like, this is going to be <laughs> so crazy. Are you going to do that? And so I, I kind of just rolled with it. And, you know, the first few days I was just posting simple videos of me eating ice cream. And then I was like, how am I going to double down on this? and make it so I'm not just taking a couple bites of ice cream and proving that I'm doing it. So then I went to that University of Wisconsin program. It was snowing, freezing cold, and people really liked the inside look of the factory at University of Wisconsin, their facility. And you know, a couple months into the year, a few of my friends who you know are directors in Chicago, one was working for the Second City at the time, were like, what if you made an ice cream series. Have you thought about doing that? And I said, y- do you think anybody would really care? And they are like, well, it seems like people are into it on what you're doing right now. So yeah, we kind of just rolled with it. And, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot of stuff that we filmed that we didn't use. Like mm. we did a couple of days where I brought a cooler onto the CTA, which is the train line over there. And we would just like offer up pints for people to talk to us for a little while <laughs> and kind of hear their backgrounds with ice cream and what ice cream means to them. And um, and then come summertime, it really just really felt like something we really wanted to do was travel and go mm-hmm. to different states. And so between the places that we went for episodes and a couple of different road trips that I did on my own, uh, we went to over 20 states throughout the course of the wow. year, 150 shops. Uh, and wow. it was just kind of mind-blowing meeting all these people and uh you know getting all these stories from people across the country and just feeling this bond between my crew and people who are kind of curious as this small production comes through their neighborhood or their town to really building this kinship, friendship, and asking where they can find the videos afterwards, and so it was really very much a passion project, but it was such an enjoyable time, and we met some pretty incredible people along the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I found this working on this podcast, like, not that I am talking to strangers, but part of the uh, the goal for me was to try to, like, connect with people, and I, I think it, like, is it's true. Like when you, when you add the element of like, you're creating something people definitely like, uh, are more willing to, I don't know, open up or like talk and connect with you. So it's been, uh, it's been cool just to do it. in like this kind of audio only like one-on-one format, less consistent than like every day of the year. So I could imagine going to different places on location, like shooting and stuff would be a great way to, uh, to connect with new people, uh,
1: Totally. And I got to give you a lot of credit because you really bring on people who are talking about stuff that they're very interested in and passionate about. And it makes yes. it very easy to come on as a guest that you're also interested in your guests and you're so well prepared for the conversation. I mean, <laughs> these were just such thoughtful questions coming in. not to Not to pull back the veil on your operation here, but I think there's something so infectious or radiant about talking passions with people whether you know them very well or kind of know yeah. them or don't know them at all there's some just immediate connection that triggers more passionate conversation and you find out so much more about people because there's something almost a little bit vulnerable about showing your passion so bare yeah. i think and for sure to find somebody who's interested in it as well is such a treat and So I'm very appreciative that you had me here and for that time, (laughs) just going around and talking to absolute strangers. And I mean, the first place that we went was this place called uh, Two Rivers, Wisconsin, which is just truly a middle of nowhere town. Ten thousand people. I think what they're most famous for is that. Docu-, docu series from Netflix called Making a Murderer if you remember that right? <laughs> so they were yeah. really skeptical and I should tell you we showed up with basically like a DSLR camera and a boom mic and they were like yeah. what are y'all like what are you all filming like what's this big project because they thought that we were like Netflix and we were like no like this is basically a graduated <laughs> version of a college film project like yeah. have nothing to worry about here we're just here to eat ice cream but you know it's very interesting yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned a few times that you, you have some like, uh, creative aspirations, uh, after working on Joe loves ice cream, uh, you know, eating ice cream every day for a year going on these road trips, sh- like shooting different shots on location all that kind of things. Did, uh, did that kind of, uh, help you give you any inspiration as to like what you want to work on? next or like give you any kind of indication of like what parts of this process, the creative process that you're like attracted to? Yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, it's so interesting because I think the comedy community that I'm familiar with at least a lot of my friends, we all make our own videos. You have to kind of make your own content to build your, you know, portfolio, your background and, you know, your experience but then you also have to get work at the same time, you know? So in terms of Mm -hmm. projects that I wanted to be making, I definitely wanted to make more ice cream content. That's actually part of why I moved to New York at first. And I actually worked with, uh, besides Hallie, I worked with a friend named Scott who has a pizza tour company in uh, Chicago. His name is Scott Wiener. He's really cool. And um it's a great pizza tour company he's been doing it for over a decade I think he started in like 08 and when I first moved here I wanted to talk to him I actually did pizza tours in Chicago and it was based on his company so I wanted to set up an ice cream tour here and oh, kind cool. of include New York like the city and kind of landmarks this felt like a great place to kind of do more episodes of Jello's Ice Cream and kind of build out on it a little bit more uh, and then and then also kind of explore more food avenues as well. This seems like kind of the ultimate place to be exploring, you know, the food world. And then, obviously, over the past year and a half, that was kind of put on pause. And mm. just to be totally transparent, my content creation kind of dipped pretty heavily because, yeah, I was I was back home for a while. Um, but now that I'm back, I'm very excited. I'm actually helping a couple of my friends make a music video right now. It's called Summer 21, which is going to be obviously just celebrating the joys of summer. Um, (laughs) And then uh, these same guys are also creating a pilot, which I'm also very excited to help them film as well. So kind of collaborating with uh, comedians as well. So not just taking my ideas and running with them, but helping other people create their content too.
0: Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, that's super cool. So, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, in your, in your dream imagination, uh, like best case scenario for your future, uh, what, what's like your, your, uh, most, uh, you know, wildest aspiration to like something that you could create. And my second question is, is ice cream involved in that dream?
1: (laughs) It's a really good question. I, you know, I, I think, from the comedy side, it would be amazing to get to write on, you know, a late night show or a sitcom type of show, mm-hmm. produce on um, one of those shows as well. Um, because I do really enjoy entertainment, you know, TV film. And from that angle, I think that would kind of just be this side part of my personality. Like, oh, you know, that's Joe. He loves ice cream too, like yeah. separately. <laughs> you know, like when I'm coming onto a team like that, it's like, it seems like a universally fun, easygoing fact that can click sure. with people. You know, that was definitely joining TPT. A lot of people kind of recognize
0: me as, oh, that's the guy who ate ice cream all the time. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, you I know, should say there's um, like many people named Joe at TPT also. So to stand out, you have to be, the, you had to be <laughs> Joe, ice cream Joe.
1: <laughs> it is true. Yeah, I think when I joined, there were three and then a fourth joined um, yeah. like within a month of me being there. So it is... Definitely a, one of the bigger names at TBT. I think at Megan <laughs> is also a pretty big one too, and yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think that the other side, you know, in another dream world, would be really building out an ice cream community with with these shows and kind of going around and kind of parlaying that into creating my own space, mm-hmm, my own ice cream right. brand, and you know, it's these two kind of paths, and I think that I'm kind of leaning towards. You know, content creation, producing, and t- film and TV would be ideal. Obviously, it's interesting because neither really has this set beaten path or trajectory, right? So a lot of right. it is kind of how opportunities will open up. I think that there's a lot more room for independent creation on the ice cream side than entertainment right. side because you can make you can make videos, you can make anything really, but you know if No network wants to pick it up. It's just going to be, you know, your time, your energy, things like that. Whereas with ice cream, and it's not to say that ice cream is like my consolation prize. It's just something that I kind of view as it's like, oh, this will be, it might be even easier to take on later on in life with more lived experience when I'm ready to kind of like dig in and commit to that route because obviously it is very time consuming. But they're both very exciting, you know, paths I think and, yeah. and it'd be very fun to kind of
0: move forward in either if you will totally yeah um well I hope one or both somehow work out for you <laughs> thank uh, you so if much this podcast I, can help at sick. all this <laughs> uh if you're out there and you're trying to uh you know help joe out uh <laughs> please please contact the show that would be huge uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks kevin uh so um you know, eating ice cream every day for a year. I think some people uh, would probably uh, have concerns about what the m- health impact of that might be. And you know, there's a lot of issues with that in some ways. You know, people should be able to eat whatever they want. And and there's I think there's a lot of uh, fear of ice cream rooted in fat phobia and that kind of thing. So I I'm not trying to ask you know about what what some of the like nutritional lows for you were, but in general, uh, having had so many experiences eating ice cream, what are some of like the high highs? Uh, you know that strong memories that stand out for you, and some of the lows. This is a wonderful
1: question, and I think we might have even said it earlier, but it is true. A lot of people are like, "Every day, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. it, are you okay? You know." Yeah. And I think it even yeah, it, it really does come down to a health thing, beyond weight, just. You know, people are like, are you not lactose intolerant by now? Are you not diabetic at this point? You know, and, uh, you know, those are fair, reasonable questions. And it was definitely something I remember I had a physical at the end of the year. So uh, (laughs) a quick, a quick low, which I thought was very funny, was just the doctor kind of, I explained to him, he was like, you gained 10 pounds since I last saw you. I was like, honestly, uh, that's actually pretty good considering the year I've had. (laughs) Uh, and I explained, he's like, yeah, maybe don't do that next year, <laughs> um, which is perfectly reasonable. And I didn't do it. But, um, you know, the highs of something like this are people are blown away. They're like, why are you doing this? That's so <laughs> fun. I, and and a lot of people are like, I pretty much eat ice cream every day now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so getting to meet people and also on, excuse me, on shoot days or you know, kind of just show days, giving people ice cream. You know, a big part of these were, it was kind of built in that we were giving out ice cream to get to talk to people or to get people to come to the shows. So it was very exciting to get to see how enthusiastic people were about ice cream. They tell you about the ice cream from their hometown, ask you Mm -hmm. if you ever tried this place or what you think about this ice cream. And, you know, I don't even think that I've put... Necessarily 10,000 hours into ice cream, but because it is so niche, people do like if you say that you're this thing, people look at you that way, you know. So, people will mm. ask me all the time about ice cream shops or what I think of this brand, what I think of that brand, right? And it's very fun, I, you know. It, it's an honor to be considered and associated with such a joyful thing. <laughs> um, the expert but, in your field, yeah, I guess, in a, in a very funny way. Um, the lows, definitely, I mean, there are some days where maybe you did like, you know, full disclosure, like an eating competition or, uh. you know, uh, <laughs> or you're going to a city and you want to try a few different places. Right. And I didn't have the restraint at the time to not eat all the ice cream when I'm like speaking with the person who owns that shop. You know, I, I, I don't sure. want to disrespect them and throw out <laughs> most of the ice cream that they've made. So, you know the crash after a day like that, I think that when I came to New York during the ice cream year, I had like four or five different places in a day one of the days that I was here. And I was just, I was truly just, it was obviously hot anyway, but I was sweating and I just felt like a million (laughs) pounds, I guess. And, you know, it was, the the sugar crash is brutal. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I think that like, really the lows were all just the immediate feeling. And those those really do kind of connect with something that I'm trying to figure out moving forward is how to both sustainably do it for myself, but also kind of share that, you know, ice cream is a treat, not, you know, something that you should, I I don't, I don't vouch for anybody eating as much ice cream as I did that year. You know what I mean? And, (laughs) And I, you know, I can tell you a couple of TPT people would definitely know this about me as well. Um, the The most annoying low is definitely the dentist, you know? Oh. The dentist is like, please don't eat ice cream. Please, you really shouldn't eat any ice cream. And it's like, okay, well, that's really hard. Is there any other alternative? And they're like, bring a toothbrush everywhere you go. <laughs> and it's something I kind of do at this point because it's such an easy maintenance thing, but... Uh, I That's do feel dedication. a little bit weird carrying a toothbrush to an ice cream shop. It feels <laughs> a little sacrilegious, like I'm poking a hole in the, you know, uh,
0: yeah. in, in the world that they create there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't realize that you did that. That, that seems like an insider tip if you're trying to go, go a year straight, bring a toothbrush yeah. with you.
1: <laughs> if anybody needs any tips on a year-long ice cream marathon let me know I'll be your spirit
0: guide. Yeah, yeah Joe has got got the uh, beaten path for you to follow. Um amazing. Thank you, Joe. Um I think sure. that we're uh we're about at the end of the show, which means it's time for uh our our game. So, I'm excited for this game. I'm going to pull it up right now. Basically, uh it's clear that uh like you said, at least a few years ago, you in some instances you lack the restraint to uh, to not eat the ice cream uh, that was presented to you and I understand there's a lot of social pressure in some scenarios <laughs> so uh, the name of this game is uh, Secure the Scoop and essentially I'm going to pr- provide you with a scenario and you tell me whether you would eat ice cream in this scenario or not <laughs> amazing, I'm uh, so and, ready and why yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, Okay, so here we go. Uh, First scenario is you're in the front row seat of an opera. Do you secure the scoop?
1: Absolutely. My gosh, there is no better context than live music and ice cream. And what's really nice about this is I do feel like I would kind of be a bit of a show stealer if people are looking at the (laughs) stage and they see front row center, a guy eating ice cream. They're going to be like, is this part of the show? What's going on here? I would love that. That would be a dream come true for
0: me. So, yeah, to be to be uh, clear and to give some context, opera number one, extremely fancy. Does that give you any pause? Because ice cream sometimes seen as sort of like a, you know, you don't want to spill it on yourself, for example.
1: You know, I, I have a certain degree of shamelessness with people that I don't know. So, sure. like, I, I don't have any pause or reservation about it. I think that it would, certainly in that context, get a few weird looks. But I'm in the front, so I'm not going to be seeing those True, looks, you know that's what I a mean? good point. And then I just leave. The worst concern for me would be getting ice cream dripped on my nice clothes, I think, right. at that point. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, and then the second piece is at an opera in the front row. I don't know if you've ever been to the opera, but the singers are basically spraying you constantly with spit. <laughs> Whoa, no,
1: I haven't. See, I thought that I was... Well, I guess I guess that makes sense. They're spraying it's it's coming up from the stage and dropping down to
0: you. Yes. That
1: is very interesting. <laughs> see
0: that's Does that something discourage that discourages you at all?
1: <laughs> that discourages me a little bit. A little tiny bit just because I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Okay. But if I was able to have it, you know, it's the type of thing where I I always get concessions. Like if I've seen oh, if, you yeah. know if there I can, go. I want them. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get like when you see ice cream as a concession at one of these places, I'm
0: always like yes this is perfect yeah Yeah. (laughs) amazing all right the the scoop's been secured at the front of the opera all right um scenario two uh immediately before your origami class so (laughs) for those of you who don't know origami is just like japanese uh the art of folding paper kind of hard to do with sticky fingers do you secure the scoop
1: i think for this that's a really good point um if I had the option to get it in a cup, it's no question. Mm. <laughs> uh, I I couldn't I couldn't risk embarrassing myself. Learning origami with sticky fingers, no opportunity to wash my hands. There's no ch- I couldn't right. do it. So it's it's very conditional on a big <laughs> cup or bowl to yes. to make sure because I there will be no drip if I have a cup, but it's not <laughs> my first choice. But there w- I, it would be safe.
0: So <laughs> yep. I secure.
1: I secure <laughs> if there's a cup.
0: If that's two for reasonable. Two. Yes, of course. That's a good condition and uh yeah, we're two for two on the scoops. Um you've you've had, you know, at this point probably thousands of scoops. I, I trust you with that cup. <laughs> no, not a single drop's getting on the paper. The class is probably fine with it. Um all right, number three. Uh your wetter. W- sorry, your wedding <laughs> ring shopping. So, you know, you found the one. Uh, She, you know, she's, she's trying to help you pick out this ring, but there's a sick ice cream place, like right across the the jewelry store. Does Joe secure the scoop?
1: I feel like, I feel like this would be a scoop that we would have to get afterwards, have to, (laughs) if we secure the ring first to sell, like if it's, I'm giving you such specific, this is like so conditional for such great scenarios. That's important, Um, I don't think we could go first because there would be too much. It, that's the event, right? Like, yeah. as much as I love ice cream, we have to lock in the ring. And if we don't, but, but I'm sorry, I'm talking myself into this. Whether we find the ring or not, we're still going to need to try that place. <laughs> yeah. So we're securing the scoop. What am I talking about? One this is like the most joyful. Yeah, that's the most <laughs> joyful of the three scenarios course we're securing the scoop no knocks on opera or, or origami classes, of <laughs> course but
0: yes okay so it's not <laughs> i was trying to pick scenarios where it would at least be a question but so far we're three for three and i don't i, I have a I feeling you see that... the
1: hesitance you see the hesitance <laughs> yeah. i i want to say no but
0: <laughs> but it's very hard honest. for me to say no yeah. to ice
1: cream Yeah, <laughs> just straight up
0: that, that's more important that you're honest
1: and honestly um... if people know me like if my fiance is like, we're getting a ring and there's a great ice cream shop across the way, like they're doing that for me, you know, like yeah. they're like, yeah, this, we have to check out this ring shop because that amazing ice cream shop is right across the street too. It's like, we'll make
0: a day out of it. You know, it's like, yeah. if they love me, they know. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So this one is uh, close to something that we just talked about. Uh, and I don't know why it would ever happen, but dentist office waiting room. Do you secure the scoop?
1: One hundred and ten percent, yes. <laughs> um, A big, F you to
0: the dentist.
1: Huge, huge. Well, and also, like, I look. I always floss and brush before I go to the dentist. Yep. But I also bring that floss and toothpaste in my bag to the dentist, and so like, like it's I not never even just...
0: anticipated that you that you would be just strapped with the brush.
1: <laughs> Kevin, all these days we went to work together, you had no idea that like my toiletry bag is like in my backpack. <laughs> just because I like eating ice cream so much. It's so yeah. embarrassing. But I mean, with that, it's like, I'm probably going to the dentist for a cleaning anyway. So that's, in my mind the best opportunity. And my <laughs> mouth is going to be a little bit numb or annoyed afterwards. So if you know uh, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want it after that, but right? right before, do you ever get like hungry right before you go to the dentist too? Cause you know that it's about to be worked out. You
0: don't. <laughs> well, I, I try to, I'm, I'm like, on trying to be on my best behavior in front of the dentist. I, I'm, I'm like desperate for them to tell me that I'm looking good in there. So I, I really like don't eat breakfast basically. I really respect <laughs> that. Honestly, I, I think that That's so
1: far gone for me that I've just, like, leaned into my bad boy dentist behavior.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, you know, I'm still respectful. I'm not going to show up with, like, gunk in my teeth. But, you know, if they're really getting into the sticks about they can see the sugar on my teeth, I'm sorry. It was going to be there whether it was three hours ago or three minutes
0: ago. Yeah, good point. All right, we are four for four on uh, Scoop Secured, so... Looking at this back, this last one, I I kind of think that I know the answer, but we'll see what happens. The the last scenario is uh, outside the Church of Scientology. Does Joe secure the scoop?
1: This is this is my fastest yes for sure. I'm (laughs) I'm taking that scoop. I'm trying to get a tour of the church. I'm bringing the church. You're not at all worried. Ice cream.
0: You're not at all worried that they are luring you in to take your thoughts and ruin your life
1: <laughs> i can't be lord you know i, I think it's like you literally it, I can at this point you think so well I, I mean i'll 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 go in for the ice cream but you can what is it dianetics is that what they yeah, do yeah. like a, <laughs> exactly that, so like they could do that they, i'm not gonna i think that it's one of those things where i don't know i don't know how you feel this way do you know about like hypnotism sure you know yeah. a little bit about that like so hypnotists are like you have to believe in this you have mm-hmm. to you have to believe in the power of this for me to try it on you. Because if you don't believe in it at all, you have no chance. like it's not going to yeah. work. Yeah, but if you totally. buy in, it might work. And I think that that's me for things like Scientology, no <laughs> offense yeah. to any Scientologists that listen to unless you ask.
0: All yeah, I'll I'll it's take personal responsibility for <laughs> for any offense. This is not this reflects the views of the show not Joe.
1: <laughs> it's not yeah, it's not my bag. But I w- like there's no there's no way that I would rather tour a church of Scientology than with ice cream cone in hand. Like that yeah. feels <laughs> the most comfortable way to do it because I, I would honestly be very interested to step into that space for a minute.
0: Sure. Yeah. I that's I think we're all a little curious. Um. So yeah. Wow. Five for five. Uh, <laughs> scoop secured. I could not throw down a a gauntlet that Joe is not willing to pick up. <laughs> so
1: if you said funeral, if you said funeral, something like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't I, want to go too dark with it, but that's good <laughs> for the record. It's not 100 percent of the places, so you know it's you gotta can invite, be dark for me to say no. Inv- yeah. Invite Joe to uh, you know your whatever formal event, serious thing you want. He'll be respectful. He's got he's Absolutely. got the toothpaste in the bag, so <laughs> you know it's gonna be looking fine. Um, Beyonce wow. had
1: hot sauce in the bag. I have a toothbrush. <laughs> the toothbrush. Necessary. So much lamer. <laughs> D-
0: dental care. Um, amazing Joe. Great job. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's the end of secure the scoop. Uh, before we, we call it, um, is there anything that you would like to promote, plug, point the people to, um, for sure. We've, we've so mentioned a lot I'm of things actually, already, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if anybody wants to check out Joe loves ice cream, that's on com and YouTube. And something that I've recently started is, private ice cream experiences. So Whoa. whether you would like me to make you and your friends some ice cream, if you want to go on an ice cream tour of your neighborhood together, uh, try a spot you've never been before. This is very casual, very mm-hmm. welcoming and a nice way for me to meet more people in New York. Cause I'm so pretty new here. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in that at all, you can DM me on Joe loves ice cream on Instagram or through the site as well. And I would love to share a scoop with you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's me for now for sure.
0: Amazing. Kevin. Yes. Great plugs. We'll leave, uh, you know, all that in the description. Definitely check out a tour. I feel like you're, you're going to learn a lot more than you did (laughs) even on this podcast. If you actually go in person with Joe to get the scoops. Uh, dude kevin yeah. this was such awesome. a blast man thank yeah, you so no, much pleasure pleasure uh, was all mine thank you for, for coming on uh and yeah we'll uh we'll talk again soon thank you very much for listening to unless you ask and thank you to my guest joe for being my guest unless you ask is produced by bread people productions you can check out everything that they're working on over at breadpeopleproductions.com. if you would like to be a guest on unless you ask please email me at unlessyapod at gmail.com that's unlessyapod at gmail.com that's it you made it to the very end of the episode and this week my nobody asks is that my current favorite flavor of ice cream is mocha almond fudge